Welcome, Pewter Report readers, listeners, and viewers to an emergency edition of the Pewter Report podcast, energized by Celsius. I'm John Ledyard from PewterReport.com. With me today, tonight, is Scott Reynolds of PewterReport.com and J.C. Allen of PewterReport.com. We are here to talk about the rumors, the reports, the all of the above with quarterback Tom Brady of the Buccaneers. Buccaneer great, as we call him around these parts. Uh, is he retiring or is he not? Adam Schefter. Jeff Darlington reporting that Tom Brady is retiring earlier today, Scott. Uh, and then it has been all hell breaking loose on yeah. Twitter since then. There's been his dad saying that these reports are unsubstantiated and not true. And Brady has not actually made a decision. There was even right. a report from somebody who talked to Brady's dad that said, probably mistakenly written, that he's not retiring <laughs> it's from his dad. That doesn't seem to be the case. His dad later talked to other people and said he's not made any decision yet. Right. We'll see. Seems like those reports are kind of what the Bucks are getting to. Totally, yes. Uh, the minute the news broke nationally from the reporting on, on uh, I guess, Jeff Darlington and, and Adam Schefter, those were the first two that kind of talked about it. And I know Jason Leckenforna uh, <laughs> threw up something last night, uh, not the most reliable source yeah. um, when it comes to, to breaking news, but uh, got immediate pushback from Jason Light, the general manager, who texted me multiple times telling me that no decisions have been made and uh, that he that Brady has not told the Buccaneers he's retiring. Yeah. Now, uh, doesn't mean that Brady can't retire at some point in time, but as this story has developed more, we've come to find out that what he is out of the country right now on vacation. Yeah, yeah, that's and, what Jeff Howe said. Yeah, right. So if that's that's the case, it doesn't sound like uh, you know he's going to be making the decision while he's on vacation. I think that's the opportune time to reconnect with your family right. to to think about it, but probably not to make that type of conclusion. And um, you know, I, I so the, the obvious question is where did this come from then, right? The only thing I, I can I can conclude, and I you know, is the speculation sure? But for you know, when you're when you're talking about Tom Brady, the closest people to him, right, um, are and I'm, and and Jason Light and and Bruce Arians aside, I mean, they're not the closest to Brady. They're his employers, but they're not the closest. The closest to Brady, Giselle, Tom Brady Senior, and uh, uh, Alex Guerrero. Guerrero. Okay. Probably those are other the family three. members. Well, yeah, maybe, but I'm just saying those are the three, and Don Yee is agent, I would I would suspect. But but the interesting thing is is TB12 came out right <laughs> when these reports came and <laughs> said it's been a great ride, you know, all of that. And you'd yeah. like to think that that they would show some restraint. And of course they deleted that tweet. So it, you know, I, I'm not yeah. saying that it came from Alex Guerrero. But it, he kind of implicated himself a little bit. <laughs> that me by surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what uh, – I don't know who – You know, there could be so many different avenues in terms of how they got this news. But one thing I'll just say, like, there's just like, you know, Bucks fans, I know you're going to get your hopes up now that it's not been substantiated. Yeah. You could do that if you wish. But, like, Adam Schefter, Jeff Darlington, and Ian Rappaport, on top of Lock and Four, whatever you think of him, yeah. all getting this report yeah. wrong would be unprecedented in sports media. That just yeah, does the, not happen. You're, you're right. You're right. And again, I'm, 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 I'm with you, John. I, I don't want hey. Buck fans to cling to to this because I remember we even talked about it the other day, John, on a, on a Wednesday podcast. And I asked you point blank, what do you think is happening? And and I, I said, I think he's retiring. 
you know, and I, I stand by that. When the news happened today, it didn't really surprise me. Right. But but I will say this. Um, this is this is like Michael Jordan retiring. This is like Kobe Bryant retiring. This is icon stuff. Okay. And if there's ever going to be a follow the leader, right, even blindly, this is going to be the story. And I'm not I'm not questioning the the reporting necessarily of a Schefter or Darlington, whatever. But this is one of those things where where once it seems like it's happening, I think everybody's going to everybody in the national media is going to pile on because they don't want to be the one who right. is late to but the if story. you get this wrong jc <laughs> i mean there's no coming back from this right like that you can't like no shafter rapaport darling they're, they're not gonna get it wrong they don't call him tom petty for for no reason i mean he might just play the season just despite the media i thought about that yeah you guys are you know crazy. i thought I mean, about that i saw you mentioned you know the greats kobe jordan jeter those guys yeah. all had a year. Everyone knew they were hanging it up. Everyone knew they were retiring. Yeah. This would be even crazier because Brady for the last seven years or so has been saying, I want to play till I'm 45. You know, he's yeah. MVP status. He says, I'm not, I'm going to play until I suck. And yeah. like, even if he does start to suck, what suck? Ryan Tannehill level who had the number one seed with the Titans, you know, right. without Henry. So like, it would be, it would be, it, it's just shocking that this, that this came about. I'm still kind of at a loss for words. I feel bad for John who had to prove the story that I wrote for it earlier today because I just couldn't formulate one of my thoughts on the page. But, you know, there's so much coming out right now from the organization, from his, from his circle. And, you know, Jeff Darlington for everything ESPN, I know he's media, but he's been really dialed into Brady and his camp. So mm-hmm. uh, I was waiting for him to say something. The fact that, you know, obviously Schefter is the main guy, so he's got to come out with Darlington. That gives yeah. it a lot more credence than anyone else. A lock and for a Pelissero or Rappaport. I think Darlington's name attached to this really gives it some credence. And right now it's like, Bucks fans are like asking, what do you think? What do you think? It's like it's like when your friend comes to with you like a difficult situation and you're like, well, what do you what do you want to hear? Do you do you want me to tell you the good stuff or do you want me to tell you the truth? Because the truth is, as John mentioned, he's you know me. I'm like, always gonna tell you the truth, right? Like yeah, I'm just saying, time. like Tom Brady's gonna retire, folks. Like you yeah, can I, set the now or you can set the case. Weeks, I, yeah. I definitely think it's the case. Uh this is what his agent uh, Don Yee had to say. And I quote, This is something that he put out uh, a couple hours ago. I understand the advanced speculation about Tom's future without getting into the accuracy or inaccuracy of what's being reported. Tom will be the only person to express his plans with complete accuracy. He knows the realities of the football business and planning calendar as well as anybody. So that should be soon. So, and, and I understand. He didn't even shoot it down though. Like he Correct. didn't say he yeah. still hasn't decided. The accuracy yeah. or inaccuracy. Like this is the most telling part of that statement. Yeah. yeah, I think he would have not that I would have believed him if he shot it down. Because again, Schefter, Rappaport, Darrington all getting this story wrong. I mean, we just would never see anything but, of a story of this magnitude. I know. would not I have seen say, anything like it. A couple weeks yeah. ago, Rappaport and Schefter both got things wrong in the same week. So we have seen them both. It, be that wrong was a very that was like a Chris Godwin's ACL. Oh, and then they had more <laughs> yeah. tests that showed something else. I mean. You can knock it some, but it's not the same thing at all. Like this I would know, be, I know. Yeah. there's nothing to compare it to. It right. We have a couple super chats. Let's let's get to these. Uh, John Ward. Hopefully, Tampa Bay can save, or hopefully, Tom Brady can save Bucks fans from going down the Carson Strong first round pick rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> they're oh, they're not gosh. drafting another quarterback, folks. They drafted Kyle Trask last year. 
They're very happy with Trask's development. I'm going to feature Trask in my SRS Fab Five. I was going to do that regardless of whether Brady was going to retire. I was actually thinking about writing it this week, but I decided not to, that I was going to write it uh, for next Friday. So I've got some exclusive quotes uh, about Trask and about his development, which has been very uh, positive behind the scenes. The the one thing uh, that I will say is, and this this is nothing reactionary. This is nothing I've heard uh, recently. This is probably back in December. Um, the Bucks organization feels like Kyle Trask would have been the first pick in this year's draft. It's, that's how bad the quarterback uh, prop oh is this year. <laughs> that they, they have they have scouted the the quarterback position and are not comfortable with with any of the players that they would have they would have picked Trask ahead of every quarterback in this draft. That's big. That yeah. that's that's big. I, I know this draft class isn't the greatest, but the fact that they have that much confidence in him and you heard even Clyde Christensen saying we've got to retrain this kid from day one. So the fact that at least he had a year under center um you know learning that position with Tom there uh, I, I think there's a long way. He's the only quarterback in the contract right now. So, I mean, you got to make moves somewhere, whether that's bring Blaine or, or Griff back or or all their possibilities that are out there. But yeah, that's uh, great that you heard that, Scott. I think that's a relief for most fans out there right now. Yeah, exactly. That is uh, an indictment. We got Paul no Atwell here, oh, too. Paul, we got a Hello. super chat hey. to get to, Paul. I know you probably – you're good, Paul, but I don't know if you can answer this question because this is a very complicated situation. <laughs> From Rob, he says, $10, $10 $10 super chat. We appreciate this, Rob. Thank you. Also, Rob, are you rocking the guitar there? And like a sick beard? Yeah. Are, do you have jams, Rob? Do you have a YouTube channel? Drop it. If you it's have Rob you, Jackson I, gonna, Music. Yeah, I was going to say. Is the, yeah. if, I'm going there. I'm going to check this out, Rob. Yeah. What kind of music? Let us know what kind of music. Can you guys talk about the cap ramifications of what happens if Brady does retire? Is there dead cap money involved? Yes. Yes, This is a complicated is. situation. It is. And there is actually like a lot of unknowns. So it's kind of pointless for us to totally address yes. it. Yes. But here's the bottom line of what you need to know. Like you can follow Brad Spielberger. He's tweeted about it tonight. He's written about it. Joel Corey has written an article about it as well in the past few days. If you want the, the details of what's going to happen, Rob. But I'll say this. If Brady retires, there are a couple different things that can happen that will change his cap numbers for this year, change his long-term cap, it change all the money situations for the Bucs. So we kind of have to wait to see how those details unfold before we can actually like comment or give you a lot of news. But they'll work to make sure it's it's it, the Bucks. Here's yeah. the bottom line: the Bucks will definitely, after they make the moves they make, have more space this offseason to spend with the cap. Probably at least twelve million, maybe more, to spend with the cap after Brady's situation has been totally resolved if he does retire. So more money to bring back key people if they want And th there's also the possibility, too, that Brady does something, restructures his contract in a way that opens up more money for them as well before he does Correct. officially retire. So there's multiple Which is very likely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very, very likely. Here's another thing, too. Uh, uh, Nate Pitts, only in Tampa Bay, laugh out loud, reminds me of when ESPN was certain the Bucks would be getting Brett Favre. I faked staying home from school for that signing that never happened. It wasn't just Brett Favre. It was actually Ira Kaufman from the Tampa Tribune who broke the story of the Buccaneers trading for Brett Favre. Of course, a trade that never actually happened. But it did get printed in the newspaper. It did get talked about on ESPN. It was all but a certainty until it didn't happen. 
The final hour, the GM nixed it and sent him to the Jets instead. Yeah, I think even Favre thought he was going to the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Favre wanted to go to the Bucks. Yeah, he did. He, and he they were, wanted to. Yeah. And they were playing Green Bay that year, if I recall. They were. That's part of the reason why he wanted to go. Yeah. I didn't know that they printed it, though. They did. Wow. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh. That is funny. <laughs> Real quick, Dewey, who's, uh, Dewey who's defeats Truman right here in Tampa. Yikers. Yikers. Not that he needs it, but who's uh, representing Tom's uh, Hall of Fame case? Is it is it Ira or is it someone from up north? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that anyone will need to take that job. You think that they win Gretzky him? <laughs> I just, just say, all right, we're done. Why would they waste their time? Do you think they win Gretzky him? <clears throat> what What do you mean? Wayne Gretzky retired. They just put him right in. Oh, they can't. Well, what is there? Was there rules at the time with NHL that they did that? Um, I'm not positive, but I mean, okay. I don't no, think they can. I, do I, it I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they would, and I don't think Brady would want that either. I don't think right. part of the yeah part of the, part of the process of getting other people in is having a down year where there isn't an automatic person then you can get it's some other going people by in himself yeah just by himself mean. nobody else yeah with that Callum uh, we appreciate the super chat call me an optimist Bucks are healthy free agents across the league want to play with him before he retires shoeless Joe okay this is where we kind of get into some of the nitty gritty with this and what exactly is this going to look like for the box moving forward right. if Brady does retire we expect at this point that it's going to happen so. What exactly does this look like moving forward? And Paul, I want to get some of your thoughts on this. What traits do you think are most important for a quarterback to have? Because everybody's kind of always said, oh, if you're tall and you have a big arm, Bruce Arians will probably like you. And that might be true for Arians. But like, there are also other traits that are really important for a quarterback to have in this offense, maybe above other offenses even. So if you're looking for somebody, like, what's the physical and mental makeup that you're trying to, to look for in a quarterback? I think more than anything, you need a fast decision maker, someone who can process the field very quickly. Uh, we talked about this the other day on the podcast, where with such a downfield attack, you need someone who, if that primary target down the field's not open, he's able to process it quickly. And that's what made this Brady Arians marriage so successful is that right. Brady's able to push the ball down the field, but he's also able to get to his third read before he's even done his drop step. And I think if you pay too much attention or you prioritize the arm strength too much, you end up in a Jameis Winston situation again, where it's a guy who doesn't, re he's very slow reading the field, if anything. Um, so to me, actually, that's that's the most important trait above all. If Brady retires, Scott, yeah, what do you think happens with the Bucks at quarterback? I don't, we think we both, we've said, and we both agree that they won't sit on their hands and just let Trask and Gabbert go to battle in camp. But to what extent will they go for a quarterback? There's some out there, but a lot need to be acquired via trade if that's going to happen. Cousins, Carr, yeah. Rodgers, uh, potentially even Russell Wilson, although I think we've said we don't believe he's necessarily in the mix for the Bucs. Um, what's their strategy? Is Rodgers – let's just start with Rodgers. Do you think yeah. this – like do you think the Bucs would be interested? Do you think there could be – I think they'd be interested. I just don't see Green Bay trading him within the division. Now, now the the, the, yeah, within the conference, yes. Yeah. The, the, the funny thing is, though, is Green Bay has to be kidding themselves. You're not going to be a legit contender with Jordan Love. You're yeah. just not. Look at him. So at, at, at that point in time, like, what does it matter? Now, the thing is, is the Packers will be playing the Buccaneers this year. So that is, again, very much like the Brett Favre thing. I think that plays into it. The Packers do not want to face Aaron Rodgers in red and pewter uh, the right. year that, that they traded. They just don't. So I think, unfortunately, from a timing standpoint, they're playing the Packers in the wrong year, and yeah. that, that's going to preclude a trade. I just don't see how the Packers, in good conscience, can yeah. trade Aaron Rodgers to Tampa Bay and then play him later that year. 
and it wouldn't have been something we would have even maybe thought about a week or week ago, two weeks ago. But right. now the fact that the the Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett, just their head coach choice, yeah. could end up making this. That would be the more logical right. destination. Yeah. Because even though yes. no question the Bucs are better than the Broncos in terms of roster, right? does Rodgers want to go to a totally different system with a coach he's never played with? and everything, Or does yeah. he want to go somewhere where a lot of things are going to be familiar and he already has a good relationship? And clearly from what he said, he thinks very highly mm-hmm. of Hackett in Denver. Yeah. It's, it, it's, more interesting, like there. it's interesting, guys, because <laughs> when you think about this, Bruce Arians has two years left on his deal. Excuse me one second. He's got two years left. He's going to want another shot. That, As much as I like Blaine Gabbert, <laughs> some of this was done tongue-in-cheek, folks, um, but <clears throat> I don't think that Bruce is enough of a Blaine believer to where he wants to saddle up with Blaine Gabbert or Kyle Trask for the last two years <clears throat> of his uh, tenure in Tampa. Not just that, but tenure in the league. Right. So – but then, then the question is, how much does Jason Light, as the general manager, who plans on being here more than just two years, <clears throat> how much is he willing to give up? Yeah, that's the real question. Like, is he willing to give up major resources? Like, if you're talking about a car situation or a Derek Carr situation or a Kirk Cousins situation, you need to acquire these guys by trade. And their contract may not run that long. We're talking about guys that you'd have to give up something for, you know, it wouldn't be a Matt Stafford package or anything like that, you know, especially with what's left on their deal, but you'd be giving up some resources, even if it was just a first round pick for one of the, one of them, um, you know, then I think that you might be willing to do that, but is it best to do that? This is where you get really, it gets really tricky. If you're not getting an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson talent at quarterback, what are you really getting? If you get Derek Carr to lead you at quarterback, is he good enough to actually get you anywhere that that justifies what you gave up? It's one thing if he's a free agent. That's a different story. The problem Correct. is the free agent group is terrible. The group oh you can get God. via trade okay. is promising, especially if you're just a neutral team. Where we throw Matt Ryan in that mix, he's obviously probably not going to get traded to the Bucks. But again, that would be one that is another team you're excited about. That's a guy you could win with if you had a Bucks roster. Yeah. Like, but for the Bucks, you can't really see Rodgers going there. You can't really see Ryan going there. You know, I don't know that Carr's gonna get traded at all like we have to see what happens josh mcdaniels looks like he's close to getting hired with the raiders which means todd bowles is probably not going to get that job by the way he probably will be back in tampa bay well todd bowles asterisk there for maybe later in the show we talk about his defining legacy uh if that was brady's last game but Carr, on the other hand seems like he could be staying in las vegas we're in a situation now where this could be very tricky in terms of finding an actual like not i mean obviously you're not going to get an upgrade but even a quarterback that could sustain what the Bucs had in place, even if the NFC's down, it gets pretty tricky to find that guy. The problem, too, is the compensation, too. I mean, Bucks are picking at 27, and if you do get one of these guys, you're looking at probably finishing somewhere around the same, you know, if you maybe catch fire and win the Super Bowl. But you're looking 25 to 32 range next year as well. There's going to be teams that can offer better packages, better deals, especially for the guys like Aaron Rodgers and, and Russell Wilson, I mean, maybe the Vikings, who've got a whole new crew in there, or the Raiders, maybe they're willing to just do a first-round pick or a package somewhat as similar to what Carson Wentz got traded for this past offseason. But, yeah, I mean, you're looking at guys, and then you have to look at how they fit within the system, and then you also have to think about, too, how spoiled these guys were the last two years playing with Tom. Yeah. 
Especially that <laughs> offensive line. How do they operate under pressure? How do they, as Paul, as Paul was saying, how do they read the field? How quickly yeah. can they go through their progressions? Because Donovan Smith played great until that last game, but you get a guy who's not getting the ball away that quick, we could see revert to the Donovan Smith we 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 know and yeah. don't love. So I mean, well, the, this, this offense features so many choice routes as well that like you you've got you've got to be smart. You got to read the defense mm -hmm. correctly the same way that your receivers are reading it, right? And and that, that's that's what made 2020 such a miracle was that Brady right. had the ability, as, as Paul pointed out, to process so quickly and understand the defense and for the most part, get on the same page with these receivers. So they're seeing the same thing, you know, at, at that time. Um, long lost leisure with the $10 Super Chat. We have more of these Super Chats to get to. Thank you all very much. Fake news today, but, if, but what if Brady, Giselle, wants to take one year off to spend uh, a year of hardcore family time, 100% dedication to family, then come back, use 2022 to reset the salary cap for another push. I mean, it sounds good, but he I, ain't coming back. he's once not he, coming back. Yeah, once, once he's, he's gone, gone, he's, he's gone. gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's just, got the Brady brand he just launched yeah. and everything. He's he, he's busy yeah, now. Wow. Right, $50 Brian. Super Chat. Thank Oof. you. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate this. Just a thank you guys for all the in-season live content you guys put out this season. Fun times. Thank you, Brian. We appreciate it. I really wanted to go start this podcast with kind of a nod to what Brian's talking about here, just like being thankful for like the experiences Brady gave Bucks fans while he was here for two years. But yeah. we'll just have to, we're going to save that. We're just going to save all the nostalgia for like when he actually does this, when right. he actually announces <laughs> it, not when somebody else does it. At this point, yeah. everybody else has done it. So we're just going to wait. Once he does yep. it, we'll have a great tribute pod and all of that stuff, and we'll all have a good cry together. And I did have my tissues, so I had them. I had them here; they were ready to go. But uh, no, we're, we're waiting on all you, that, Brian. But thank you, you, <laughs> you like, JC. I, yeah. JC's I, over here, a little, little bit more emotionally invested, JC. You know, yeah. I, I, I hate to like compare it because obviously one is a tragedy, one is. One is no, a, don't uh, compare it. Don't even let okay. keep that right. writing here, right. and we'll right. just keep right. moving. But you this is I'm tough sure. for you, and Paul too. Like Paul's talked about, you've watched Brady this whole time, Paul, and as you've watched Brady, and you've kind of gone through in your head, like, okay, this is what he's good at. This is what he's best at. This is how he fits in this offense. And you think about another guy coming in and playing that role for the Bucks. It becomes hard to envision anybody doing it at maybe the level that Brady's done it at in Tampa Bay. In some ways, while a lot of people would have said when he got signed. He wasn't like the per the quarterback Arians wanted. Like he wanted somebody like Matt Stafford more. But in other ways, wasn't Brady kind of like the exact quarterback Arians needed? Oh yeah, like it, in terms of executing any play, in terms of how it's drawn up, that's the beauty of someone like Brady. Like and why you can fit him in so many different systems because nobody is better at executing it the way it's drawn up. Now, when things go off script, obviously <clears> that's not his strength. But he's so good at just finding, like, even if a play is designed for a certain coverage, most plays have answers within them if things change, right? Like if maybe if the safety spins down late, something like that. And with yeah. a lot of quarterbacks, if you're good with your rotations, you make them a beat slow, just a beat. And that's just enough to throw things off. But with someone like him, with how well he processes everything, sees the field, the ability to just make that right throw over and over again. And kind of uh, as an aside, I think that's one of the big reasons why, like, his talent at times is undersold, right? Because when you, when Brady does that and he gets to his third read by the time he's done his drop step and it's out, it just looks like, oh, he hit the open guy. That was an easy play. That's the exact way that play was <clears> supposed <throat> to go. Anybody can make that throw. 
But the problem is not everybody can make that decision at that speed, at that consistency. Maybe mm, most guys right. get to that read 70 out of 100 times. Brady's yeah. getting there 90 out of 100 times. And That's that right. adds up big time. Yeah. yeah. Let me pose this to you guys because people in the chat are saying, Jimmy G, Jimmy G's in the NFC Championship game. Jimmy G. I'm just going to say this. And Paul, you give your thoughts, JC, Scott. Like if this is a great opportunity for people to understand the difference and why what Brady did was so incredibly impressive, you can get by with a Jimmy G and Shannon's offense, and you can get to where you are and where Shannon's now gotten to twice with Jimmy G. It's possible. It's not easy. You need breaks to go your way, like a block punt against Green Bay, but it's possible. It just ain't happening in Bruce Arians' system, right? Like, I, I mean, in this offense, a quarterback doing that. Yeah, it's, it's quarterback is driven. This is a quarterback oh. driven offense, right. you know. And Bruce Aaron's even gone so far as to say it's wide receiver driven. Well, the receivers yeah. don't get the ball unless unless, unless it's the, the quarterback throws it to them, right? I remember Keyshawn yeah. Johnson telling me, you know, and of course this is hyperbole. This is Keyshawn taking a lot of himself, but he said, "There's no there's no defensive coordinator that can stop me. The only person that can stop me is the offensive coordinator, right?" Um, but but in reality, this is a wide receiver slash quarterback driven offense. You know, right. and more so than than any other uh, place in the league, probably. And and I the agree. the amazing thing is is when you think about Bruce Arians for just a second, right? There has never been a coach or an offensive coordinator that has been around greatness more than that guy. If you think about it, right? Peyton Manning. And Tom Brady, not one or the other, both. Okay, Ben Roethlisberger, yeah, Carson Palmer, and Andrew Luck. Okay, I mean, <laughs> if you throw in Jameis Winston in there, and you no. discount, um, no, I'm no, just saying, if you, if you discount Tom Brady, um, obviously because later in his career, but if you throw Jameis in there and you look at what he's worked with, don't count Tom Brady. He's worked with. Four number one overall picks, other yeah. than Ben Roethlisberger, who was eleventh overall and has well, had a Hall of Fame career. I'm like, talking about three Hall of Famers, right? He works with great quarterbacks, <laughs> and, yeah. and it would have been one in luck if he stayed with it. Yeah, just true. a year there, I guess. But yeah, yeah, it's right. it's incredible. It's incredible, but doesn't it make it hard, Paul, to envision somebody else stepping into this offense and running it as well as Brady did? Not trying to diminish people's hopes before the season even starts. To be realistic. <laughs> You know, I think one solution could be to go after somebody who is a great second reaction type of quarterback. Because if you're not, if someone who's got great decision making and a, a plenty of arm strength isn't available, which is a pretty tough ask, then maybe that is your best bet. Like, obviously, Stafford's not available this time, but someone like him who can roll out, you know, backyard football. It. But like with Jimmy G specifically, like the problem is you need someone who can push the ball. It's not just the downfield shot but like you remember leading up to the Rams game I sent a clip in the group chat from week three where Brady rips a 20 yard out route from the opposite hash like that Mm. is an insane throw that not every quarterback in the league can make and he puts it on a rope like that type of stuff it's it's that's the thing like and and I agree with Scott it is both a receiver and quarterback driven offense and the requirements are tough so if if you can't get all those criterion hit you got to go after someone who can just make things right. happen. Yeah. Let's get to this super chat here from Eric. We appreciate it, Eric. Two to three years of Rodgers, four to seven of Wilson, or a decade of uh, Deshaun Watson. I think Brady comes back once his spot is taken and forces his way to a loaded San Francisco squad. There's a lot to <laughs> unpack here. He's not forcing right. his way anywhere. He's not Brady going to San Francisco. The 49ers, which was his, that was his team growing up, right? He's a mm-hmm. California kid. 
they passed on him twice. Okay. They passed on him in the draft. Right. And then they passed on him in free agency. He wanted to go to San Francisco before he opted for Tampa Bay. Right. I mean, and, and John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, they stuck with Jimmy G. They made their decision. And I don't think that he's going to give him a third chance. I just don't. I think that, you know, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. Okay. Well, I mean, here we are. So I don't see him playing for the 49ers. Just don't. No, he's it's bucks are done for Brady. Yeah. There's no question about it. Uh, a good comment here. Five dollar super chat. We appreciate it. Agreed with Paul. This offense does not offer easy reads. Need someone who goes through progressions quickly. What can be done to simplify the offense? Good luck with this one, right, Paul? Like this, I don't know how much more it's going to happen. Yeah, so I don't see it happening. But a couple things you could do off the bat are more split field reads. So that split. So. Pre-snap where you have a situation where it's like if it's too high, you just read this side of the field. If it's one side, you read this side of the field. Whereas what Bruce Arians has done a lot of with Brady because he's so quick at processing is create more full field reads where he's he can, if he needs to, read the entire side of the field or the whole field, I mean. Another thing you can do, and this definitely isn't going to happen, is more play action with under center where you only have two or three eligible receivers. Especially think about like what guys like Garoppolo and Cousins have done. They get on that bootleg action. They're only reading half the field and maybe two eligible receivers. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of easiest things you can do. Right. Good points there. Ted Curtis with the $5 Super Chat. We appreciate it. John, you mentioned Russ maybe not being a good fit here, Russell <clears throat> Wilson. Why is that? What would make him a good and bad fit here? In my opinion, I know, Scott, you have some thoughts on this too, but in my opinion – I actually would be really intrigued by Russell Wilson's schematic fit in Tampa Bay, if nothing else for, even though it will be very high variance because Russell Wilson (laughs) will take sacks. And in this offense, he would take a lot of them, but it would be incredible because you would also see about 50 throws on the year that would just blow your mind because Wilson's deep ball is the best in the league. More than anything, it's the way he plays, the style that he plays, not really throwing to the middle of the field. And right. the fact that he is just his stature, Bruce Arians is typically gone for quarterbacks who wouldn't be. Now, if he were a prospect, it'd be easy for yeah. us to roll him out. He is an established baller. And if he's the best the Bucs <clears throat> right. can do, maybe we should give more credence to the fact that it could be a possibility, though it right. seems like he's staying in Seattle. I'm sure Arians would try to stretch him out to 6'4", though. He's what, <laughs> uh, six, six one right now, six foot. I don't think he's you know, six foot. Maybe he's six foot. a conference guy, too. I mean, you're, you play Seattle this yeah. year as well. It's another conference. They're going to want to move him out of the conference into the AFC. I think, John, maybe your Steelers could be interested in a move for Russell Wilson. I mean, they probably will be, but I just don't know if – I don't know if he's going to be moved. I mean, again, AFC teams could be the beneficiary of some of this chaos in the NFC right now. But the other part of it that some quarterbacks need to consider, you know, if you're Rodgers, the Hackett stuff aside, the like if you just – like there's no way I don't think he's going to Tampa Bay just because what if he gets to Tampa Bay and they don't – come close to the standard Brady set. Now the rest of his life, he's going to – and some guys don't care. They just want to go win. Rodgers couldn't take that, right, Paul? Like, Rodgers couldn't take that. Like, if he was constantly like, oh, look what Brady did in this situation. Look what you did in this situation. Like, that would just – that would eat him up for the rest of his life. Yeah, from a personal makeup standpoint, I agree with you. Yeah, that would that would crush Rodgers, I think. It's the, The crazy thing, I mean, these guys have gushed and gushed about Tom Brady and how meticulous he is and how you know prepared he is. The you run the risk right of bringing a guy who obviously, if it's not Trask or if it's not Gabbert, which you know it probably won't be, of bringing their own style, their own way of doing things. Like it, it could be for an interesting locker room for for sure because oh, yeah. you know they know that the Brady way is is the way that leads to wins. I think just looking at it right now, your best bets are, are cousins or a car. I mean, I really don't see. 
other options that are that are presenting themselves to the Bucks. I think well, the, the only problem with it is <clears throat> if you're going to get rid of Carr, for example, in Las Vegas, who, who's your quarterback? You know, the the, yeah. the problem is the, with the Raiders picking so late. You know, you're if you get rid of Carr now, right in free agency, but with a trade, then you have to draft a quarterback. And which quarterbacks gonna are gonna be available unless that late McDaniels in, in has the, his eyes on someone else? What's that's that? already in the, unless McDaniels has his eyes on someone else who's in the league <laughs> if he gets a job. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough though to start your first year not knowing who your quarterback's gonna be. Yeah, right. Right. It's, it's one thing to come into the position and say, "Hey, we've got the number one overall pick, or we got the number two overall pick. We're gonna draft a franchise quarterback." But drafting that late, you have no idea who's <laughs> gonna be available to pick at that point in time. Right. And if you're going to go ahead and give up car to begin with, I mean, your first year is going to be a disaster. Right. Without, without a, a, at least a, a, a proven quantity. And, and yeah. the thing is, is it, you're, you're going to be drafting a quarterback at the end of April. And you're going to be forced to start that rookie. So who's going to be doing your OTAs? Who's going to be your quarterback with all of the veterans mm -hmm. that you're trying to get, you know, it, to buy into your system? Right. And now we got to keep in mind this, the Bucks are still very good. You know, Jay Og says $5 super chat. And we appreciate this, Jay. Could, should they hold the dream post Brady 23 quarterback class is good. And Bucks schedule is awful. Could do more harm than good trying to, he means off by awful. He means very difficult. Could yeah. do more harm than good trying to scramble for lesser options. This is actually a pretty good point. This is what makes the situation actually more weird is that even if Brady retires, it's hard to envision the Bucks being bad. But it's not hard to envision them being like so solid, like okay, right. you know, where they're in the teens of the draft, which don't really doesn't really do anything for you like that. Yeah. So that's where it gets <laughs> difficult is you have this roster that's probably too good defensively and too good at skill positions to lose that many games, but probably not good enough without better quarterback play to be more than a wild card in the play. Well, I don't know. The South yeah. is bad too. That could be another factor. I was, like, was going to say, I, as much as I hate to say it, even with Blaine Gabbert, you're probably winning the NFC South. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see probably, what happens with the it, Saints. It, it, I don't it know might, I it might be nine and eight, but yeah. I think you're still winning the NFC South. Potentially a first round out, this but year. I mean, you're in the playoffs. Yeah. So You're I mean, in the playoffs, yes. So yeah, that's actually a that. good point that Jay brings up. Yeah, It's going to be difficult because you're right, the 23 oh, quarterback class right is coming now, back. It looks better, but you want to make sure you keep your assets, make a trade if you need to, to get another asset because you may need to make a move up in the 2023 draft. But there's no question. We're just on the path right now toward whoever the Bucks quarterback of the future will be. Whoever they get in free agency or via trade will determine how far off we are from that future person. And this yeah. is, I'm, I'm saying this as somebody who has never been like a big trash believer. It's wrong to bury him before he gets an actual chance right. after another year, for sure. But I'm saying somebody I never, I didn't believe he was that before the draft. So I'm just sticking to my guns and my analysis well, of what he was before that point. And as somebody who didn't believe that until I see otherwise, I'm not going to be convinced of anything further with Trask. So at this point, I'm saying I well, think the quarterback of the future for the Bucs is not on this team. And I'm not sure the quarterback of the short term is going to be available to them that could take them higher than – well, that's a six, seven seed. That's the thing. And if the Bucks go that route and they don't trade for anybody and they just look at the free agent market, you're looking at guys like Fitzmagic, maybe a second run, uh, Andy Dalton, Tyrod Taylor, Jameis Winston, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Mariota, Mitch Trubisky could be an interesting name. Um, I'd Joe rather Fox. have Blaine Gabbert than every, every person Blaine you've Gabbert. mentioned. At least Blaine knows the offense. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you're looking at – I, I, I forgot to mention Cam Newton, so – 
Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, he can't even throw five yards. So. <laughs> yeah, he's cooked. Brady's yeah, coming I mean, back for one reason and one reason only. He wants to wear the cream sickle. He actually, I thought about this actually the I other know. day. He actually did say that he really wanted to wear the cream sickle. Yeah. but I don't think it's going to. I, I think Bucks fans are just waiting for their Wolf of Wall Street moment, right? <laughs> he's he's made up his mind, retires, comes back in. I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, would love that. that uh, Leo, appreciate the the super chats. Uh, everybody's super chats. We appreciate them very much. Pat's fans annoy me. They want Brady's Bucks career to be erased once he retires. Best statistical season of his career, <clears throat> one ring seven, and made the NFL history in doing so. Yeah, I I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to comment on Patriots fans, but it's okay for a franchise to share a player. I mean, the Bucs have done that with John Lynch with his Broncos career, right? I think I think the Colts fans did that with Peyton Manning with his, with his uh, Broncos career uh, out there. So yeah, I mean, it's you know, not we're, our we're, fault that Brady yeah, was better than Tampa Bay than he was in New England. That's true. <laughs> you know, if anything, if he does retire, right, and and Bucks fans only got two years of him, they've got a Super Bowl from him. The reality is, it's a different world in Tampa Bay than it was two years ago. You know, Brady's transition to Tampa um, is what is what this this section of the country needed. You know, it's it's yeah. you know with everything with the loss and COVID and everything like that. You know, it's brought people together and it, it's been a sense of normality and, and a sense of wonder. So, I mean, if it is the end of the road for Brady here in Tampa Bay, hey, enjoy what you got what you got out of it because you got a Super Bowl win. Yeah, by the way, win. by the way, for people just joining, we are actually we're discussing this if Brady retires. I know some people are joining yeah. that in here at the beginning. Some people are like, what? They don't. It's not official that he's retiring. What are you guys talking about? We're talking about the, if he does retire. We do expect him to retire. All of us do. We believe the reports are going to come true that are out there. It hasn't happened on the timetable. He yeah. kind of wishes it to at this point. But we're saying if when that happens, what are the scenarios <laughs> for the Bucs? What is the outlook looking forward? Leo says the NFC South is very bad next season. If we get Rodgers, Wilson, or even Carr, we run away with the division. I want to see what happens with the Saints at quarterback. I want to see what happens with their whole situation. Um, but I agree that the NFC South is very much up in the air. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's all settle down, Animal says, and we appreciate the super <laughs> chat. Brady is going to announce that his timing and no one else's, plus I get a feeling he may come back for one final year. I mean, hey, listen, nobody's going to rule that out completely 100% until he says it himself. Right. So that door is going to be open. Yeah, and, and if you're just joining us, this is what Don Yee, Brady's agent, uh, put out on Twitter, put a statement out a couple hours ago. I understand the advanced speculation about Tom's future without getting into the accuracy or inaccuracy of what's being reported, Tom will be the only person to express his plans with complete accuracy. He knows the realities of the football business and planning calendar as well as anybody, so that should be soon. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that, obviously, but uh, those reports that are out there seem pretty convinced so far. Some people have mentioned Gardner Minshew. I honestly think he might be the worst stylistic fit in the NFL. He does not have a strong arm. Yeah. He doesn't throw in a lot of tight windows and he takes a long time in the pocket. It's not a quick process or not a quick decision maker. Yeah. Kind of the antithesis of what you want in an offense like this. Well, in yeah. And, and the thing too is, I mean, if you, you know, if you're really looking for a guy with a, with a mustache, I mean, Blaine Gabbert. You're going to be insufferable yes. if Gabbert starts a full year and they even oh go nine God. and eight or eight oh. and nine and win the division, Scott. Like, you're gonna be oh, like, I, mean, I can't even the division's gonna be i mean looks appears to be uh a very winnable division but i mean you still have a really difficult schedule you're talking about the ravens you're talking about the Bengals, the packers no, you get the rams again you got the rams, <laughs> the got rams the again without, without brady 
You got the yeah. Chiefs. You got Possibly. Arizona, Cleveland, Dallas, but uh, San Francisco. The easiest part of the Bucks schedule is actually the NFC South. This yeah, year. it's yeah. it really Pittsburgh. is. And, and in the past, that would have been the toughest in some right. years, but not this year. Definitely uh, the, the best. Uh, speaking of the best, I got to tell people about our friends over Celsius because they got the fast protein bars going on right now, folks. And I, I, we're not going to do a ton of promotions today, but I got to let you know about this one because right now for the entire month of January, we have running this special where you can type in the promo code 20. What is it? 20 fast start. Is that what it is? It is 20 fast 20 start. John. Fast start is the promo code. You get 20% <laughs> off. The white chocolate cookies and cream or the caramel peanut crunch that you're in the the link to get those to order those is in the YouTube description. Just roll down there and, and click it. I mean, these are the best protein bars you'll ever have. I promise you. They they replace sweets. They replace meals if you need them to. They're, they're like terrific. candy bars. They really they're, are. They're, they're so good. Twenty grams of protein. If you're looking for just protein without some of the other stuff, it can be hard to get. This is good protein that you can get from these. They're so worth them. They're twenty percent off right now. Twenty fast start is the promo code. They taste great. There's two different flavors. Make sure you check those out. Take advantage of the special offer while it lasts. Guys, we got to keep rolling on this show, and let's wrap up here in a couple minutes uh, with our final thoughts here, basically. We're going to talk more about – Okay, the, hold on real, real, real quick here. Let's just yeah. go around real quick, five seconds. Do we think the Bucks will retire number 12? Not will number 12 retire from the Buccaneers. We all kind of think that he will. But do we think the Bucks are going to retire number 12? Yes, I think they will retire number 12. And I think they're going to put him in the uh, in the, the Bucks Ring of Honor. You know better than me, Scott. So I'll just go off whatever you say. That I have no clue how that works, nor do I know why we retired jersey numbers. But that, that <laughs> seems like they probably will then. Okay. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think Ring of Honor for sure, retirement for sure. Everything I just said a couple of minutes ago is one of the reasons why. You know, with everything this country's going through, to have him come in here and just give a beacon of hope and, and light and excitement for Tampa and, and a re jolt to the, to the franchise. Hell yeah. Retired. Tony Montana, 100 rubles. TD 12 coming back. Wow. Back. Yeah. Tony You're Montana said it. You heard him. Yeah. <clears throat> not to Tampa, New England, San Francisco, or to Tennessee instead of that. Effort. At least <laughs> yes, he's on your side, John. Recognizes that you that effort was Tannehill. Yeah. Thank you, Tony Montana. Yeah. I told you That's who it is, man. I agree. I think it was Tannehill too. It's yeah. I have I know this one, man. I I know this one. I have heard it. I know it. Shaggy with the twenty dollars super chat. We appreciate. It. I did still expect Tom to make it official after the Super Bowl. He has enough respect for the game to not be the story during the conference championship. Through well, he's not the, the story. That's right. The thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know? he had this caught him by surprise as much yeah. as anybody. Yeah. He's on vacation. He is with the family. I guess overseas right mm -hmm. now. So this is not coming from Tom Brady. This is. You know, maybe coming from people in his camp that right. have speculated, but I think that's the uh, the situation. Right, <clears throat> no question about it. That is the situation. So, what will happen next? Uh, it remains to be seen. Everybody that's in the chat, that's watching right now, if you could all hit the like button, that would help us out a ton, though. I know that, and it would boost our YouTube SEO, help us out. We are growing like crazy. The yep. channel has taken off, and the numbers have been great, and the subscriber count well over seven thousand. Now, cruising our way toward 8,000 and we're excited about it. And we appreciate all you jumping in and joining with us. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you hit the like button on as many of our videos as you can. Help us out, boost that YouTube SEO, get more people to the channel. 
get more people learning about it and we'll do more content. We've got draft content coming up. We've got, we're going to be live at the senior bowl next week. We're going to be reporting on stuff that happens at the senior bowl prospects. The bucks are watching prospects at key positions. It's going to be a blast. We can't wait for it. So much good content coming your way from us at the senior bowl. Watch our social medias too. make sure you're following Wolf clips. We're sending out all that kind of stuff. We'll be going out on social media, player interviews, all that stuff. So, we're going we're locking into the draft, man. Brady or no Brady, the Bucks are gonna right. get a bit better this offseason <clears throat> as a roster in a lot of other ways. And we're gonna have you covered on that front. We got some double attack. coverage going on. If something happens with the Bucks and Brady or just the Buccaneers in general, JC and I are back in Tampa covering that. We've got Paul's in Vancouver helping out with that. That's right. Yeah, we, we got we got Matt and John and Casey heading to Mobile. So it, it's it's uh, all the bases are gonna be covered at Peter yeah. Report. Right. Looking forward to it for sure. It's going to be a good week, no question. We appreciate everybody jumping in here for this emergency edition of the pod. Somebody did have a super chat about yeah, our go. predictions yes. for tomorrow. We appreciate that animal. So let's close it out with this. Okay. Predictions for tomorrow. We'll go Scott, JC, Paul, and I'll wrap it up. Go ahead, Scott. Okay. Um, I believe Kansas City is going to win. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to outduel uh, Joey Bengal. And I, I so I, I expect Kansas City to win. I think the Rams are going to to, to beat the 49ers. And I think it's going to be a Kansas city, Los Angeles, Super Bowl in Hollywood of all places. So, so the, the Rams would be the second team in a row. Tampa Bay was the first last year to host the Super Bowl and be in it. And we'll see if they can do the same thing. The bucks did, which is win it. Why well, that prediction later on, if it comes, if that pairing comes true, but uh, I, right now I'm saying chiefs and Rams. Look, I want Bengals and 49ers bad. I want to see the Bengals complete the the uh, out-of-nowhere story with Joe Burrow and Jamar you, You're Chase. too young to remember the the Sam yeah. Weish, uh, uh, was it the, uh, Kenny Anderson, Joe Montana Super Bowl. I remember catch, it. right? Huh? That was the catch. Was the catch. Well, uh, well, yeah. Well, yes. Immaculate reception or was, it, or was it the catch? One of those two, right? Well, the, technically, the catch was in the NFC Championship game against the Cowboys, 49ers right. and Cowboys. That was the catch. Right. Yeah. Spent right off. It was, it was the it was the comeback. It was, <laughs> Paul knows the play. It was it was uh, it wasn't Who Jerry Rice. Paul? It was uh, um, John Taylor who Clark? had the something Clark, right? <laughs> Dwight Clark. I was going to say Clark. it would be very on brand for you to know the play, but not know who. It was some guy throwing the ball to some other guy catching it, but here's the play. Yeah, it was Joe That's Montana great. in the back of the end zone against the Dallas Cowboys to Dwight Clark. Uh, that was, that was the you, catch. Yeah, that's right. Jay-Z, did you say the uh, your predictions? No, I said as much as I would like to see that, and, and you know, SR taught a little history right there. Um, but I do agree with SR. I think the Chiefs and Mahomes is too high powered to be able to, you know, the Bengals for to keep up. They might get a jump out to an early lead, and then you know the Chiefs come storming back. And Forty Nine ers are just too banged up. They've had their number six straight times. You got to think it's going to turn around. Although I've, I have heard um, that tickets have been selling. Uh, to 49ers fans like crazy out in LA. And last yeah. time they played out there that they said that the stadium was, the uh, Rams said it was so loud they could barely communicate. So that would be an interesting yeah. storyline, but it's probably going to be the Rams and the Bengals. I do have a question for all of you too after we after we do predictions. Okay. Uh, JC, did you say your predictions? Me? Yeah, I just, yeah, I said okay. Rams Chiefs. All right. Sarah says, how goat is Brady? Brady is so goat. He played in the goat of Super Bowl comebacks and made Atlanta the goat of joke. Almost made the Rams the goat of joke. But then Todd Bowles showed up to the party. Paul, what do you think? Who's winning tomorrow? 
so I think Rams and Chiefs in a blowout, unfortunately. But I'm I'm totally with JC. I would love that matchup that he said. I just want to say, by the way, I would love an off-season YouTube series from Scott, like an NFL history, Bucks history, something like oh, that. Catch me up. Great. I don't know <laughs> okay. these guys. You know, get me up to speed. I love that too. I love yeah, that kind right. of stuff. Uh, I think the Rams and the Chiefs are going to win as well. I wish I could be contrary, but I thought the 49ers, really good team, but I think the Rams are kind of on another level right now. And then yeah. I picked against the Bengals every round. I've been wrong twice. I've been wrong so much this playoffs. It's not even funny. Um, but I do think the Chiefs are going to pull this. I think we're going to see Chiefs Rams. And I think it'll be a very good Super Bowl too, by the way. And I'm very much looking forward to those matchups. Look at this guy right here. Henry Andrews <laughs> with the $5 Super Chat. As Tom Brady is the most overrated athlete of all time, don't you think the Bucs will be better without him next year? Everybody in the chat, just eviscerate <laughs> this man right now. Yeah. I command you. In the, hey, thanks in the for name that $4.99. The Lord, yeah, thanks Henry, for the $5. No, Henry's actually one of my boys. That's actually my boy. He's he's in here trolling on purpose. So. Um, but still, eviscerate him in the chat. Let this man yeah. know exactly how wrong he is. JC, I know gonna... you're, you're burdened right now. <laughs> well, it's gonna come, this is gonna come up, right? It's gonna it's gonna come up in the chats it's when not. it's once it's finally it's gonna come up. It is. It is. People are going to talk about it. When Tom Brady goes in, is he going in as a buck or is he going in as a pat? He's going as a patriot. You don't go in as anything, I thought. For well, the yeah. yeah. You don't, I don't think, yeah. But he would go in as a buck because his best years are with the Bucks. Oh, also, 50% of his seasons with the Bucks. <laughs> that's the argument that yeah. I've been hearing. So I just want to ask 50 you 50% of his seasons with the Bucks. He won, he won, to, won, to the Super, well, he won the Super Bowl. And that, you can't say that <laughs> well, about the, I'll say this uh, about Brady. Uh, um his biggest blowout win in the Super Bowl came with the Buccaneers. I mean, the, the the biggest margin of victory that Brady had with the Patriots was 10 points, 13 to three against the Rams. Mm. So uh, you could say that, and I'm not taking anything away from Brady, but without Adam Benatieri and without uh, mm. Stephen Goskowski, uh, without those two kickers, this whole thing gets, gets uh, a little swirly. Yeah. I know that Brady had a lot to do with those game-winning drives, but he gets them down there. But Brady's not the one putting through the uprights, folks. If he had a bad I, kicker, you never know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying that Brady wouldn't have been with the wouldn't though, have been a Hall of Fame worthy quarterback. It just yeah. I just don't know that he has seven championships, right? I just watched the um, Man in the Arena episode when he was with the when the Patriots went undefeated in the regular season and. He and Randy Moss went nuts, and it was just like remembering that year was just like, yeah. Holy the 2007 <laughs> season was was crazy. Oh my gosh, just yeah. unbelievable! So it's so great this, stuff. We it's been a crazy everybody. night, folks. Yeah, Brady, it has been. Brady no is going to be the shortest it. tenured quarterback to get a, a key to the city, a, a national holiday in his name. Never have to pay for anything. He's just he came down yeah. here. It's crazy. Truly, truly remarkable what he did in a short amount of time. It really is. But we appreciate everybody jumping in here and joining us tonight on the show. We'll be back next week for more shows in the Peter Report podcast. So make sure you're subscribed and you get yourself ready for some draft content, free agency talk, and all that fun stuff coming up next week. Yeah. We'll be at the Senior Bowl. We'll have you covered there from Mobile, Alabama. Looking forward to it. Until then, thanks so much, everybody, for another edition of the Pewter Report podcast. Out. Out. Out.